Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 75, recorded Monday, January 3rd, 2022. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cintropino. It's going to take a little while to get used to saying 2022. Well, I hope that everyone had a very Merry Christmas as well as a great New Year's Day. I know it was a little tough out there with all the pandemic news and all the holiday travel disruptions. It just seems like we take a couple of steps forward, but then go backward again. So the best we can do right now is try to stay safe and take it one day at a time. Today marks a double milestone for the podcast. First, this episode kicks off Season 4 of Scuba Shack Radio. Yeah, it all started back in 2019. Also, this is the 75th episode of the show. When you do a podcast every other week, it takes a very long time to get to 75. I made it. Thanks to all of you who continue to listen. It's very much appreciated. And speaking of a long time, it seems like it's been a really long time since I did an installment of Sea Hunt, It's Still Alive. Well, it has been. The last time we checked in on Mike Nelson was way back in September. Fear not, on today's show we are going to catch up with Mike again when we go to his season four for an episode titled PT Boat. But before we get to that, let's start things off with our news and information segment, Wet Notes. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, January 3rd, 2022. First up today, I saw a short article on the Dive Newswire introducing a virtual divers course from Virtual Divers International, or VDI. The article said that the course enables students to simulate the skills of a real scuba course and not just the basic open water course. It touts a full range of diving levels. There was a short 1 minute and 30 second video that gives you a little bit of an overview of this product. Now the cost of this software is currently discounted to $35 US from the normal price of $50 US. And it's available for both iOS and Android. I checked out the Virtual Divers International website and found that they have links to both VDI dive centers as well as VDI partners. I guess their partners are linked to the buy button in their application. I'm not exactly sure how this is going to be embraced. It's kind of like flight simulator games that have been around for a very long time, but they really don't make you a pilot. Some things just require that you get out there into the physical world. I came across another article in the Scuba News about an expedition in the Maldives where they went to the northern part of the Maldives to study the mantas up there. 
The Maldives Manta Research Expedition happened in October 2021 with a group of researchers, educators, and media makers where they spent two and a half weeks engaging with these incredible marine animals. The expedition was funded by Carl F. Bookerer in association with the Manta Trust. Now, they are releasing a series of episodes on the expedition. Episodes 1 and 2 have already been released on YouTube. The first episode is about five minutes long, and it tells you all about the expedition. Episode two is all about how they photo ID the mantas, and it's about seven minutes long. One of the really cool things they have is this time-lapsed GoPro in a housing that they call Eyes on the Reef. Now, they didn't say how many episodes there will be, so stand by. You can check out the Maldives Manta Research Expedition on YouTube. One thing that I know is that there are a lot of divers around the world, and especially here in the Northeast, who are wreck diving enthusiasts. So while it may not be the optimal time for diving up here in New England right now, here is a great way to get your fix of wrecks. The Southeastern Connecticut or SECON Skin Divers Club, in association with the University of Connecticut or Yukon Avery Point uh, Scuba Club, is hosting their fourth annual New England Rec Symposium, and that's on January 29, 2022. Last year, the event went virtual, but this year they are planning on an in-person event, at least right now. Here's the lineup according to their latest announcement. Heather Knowles and Dave Caldwell, Richie Kohler, Bob Cambrola, Arnold Carr, Captain Bill Palmer, Palmer, Peter Straub, Dr. David Charest, and more. Ticket uh, prices range from $23 if you're a student to $38 if you're a non-member of Seacon Dive Club. Now, the tickets include a full day of presentations, a sandwich lunch, and access to the vendor hall. Hopefully, they will be able to hold the event in person. Check out the Seacon Skin Divers website for more details or to purchase tickets. Recently, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, Ocean Podcast, featured a podcast called The Future Ocean. They broadcasted an episode from a series that was produced out of Alaska. The host of this series is Maggie Wall, from the public radio station up there, and was done in conjunction with the Alaska Ocean Observing System. Now, you might think, what does Alaska have to do with where I live? Well, Alaska is kind of a, like a bellwether for what's happening with climate change around the world. The first episode is all about ocean acidification. It's about 26 minutes long. The other episodes include ocean warming, carbon pricing, what is cap and trade, what is a carbon fee or tax, and energy transformation for Alaska. You can check out all the episodes by going to their website, thefutureoceanpodcast.com. Each episode runs around 24 to 26 minutes. Hopefully you'll find this interesting and informative. Now, we just got a notice of a recall the other day from our Aqualung rep for the Aqualung Calypso first stage regulator. 
While he did say that he did not think there was any impact to regulators sold in North America, there should still be caution, and you should check your serial numbers to see if it was subject to a recall. The recall is for both the yoke and din first stages. Seems that they discovered that, there were, that a hole was drilled in the HP port that was out of specification, leading the wall thickness to a vulnerable state. If ruptured, there could be an uncontrollable free flow in the second stage. Aqualung suspected that there are about 1,545 Calypso first stage regulators out there that might have been compromised. The recall notice came out with a list of serial numbers subjected to the recall. So if you have an Aqualung Calypso first stage regulator, check with your local dive shop to see if yours should be replaced. And finally, let's end with a nice feel-good dive story. This one comes from the great state of Wyoming. I came across an article from Powell, Wyoming, about a diver who rescued a cherished fly fishing rod from the depths of a reservoir. Ben Borcher was out fishing on Cody Reservoir with a fly fishing rod that he had inherited from his father, and it fell over the side. The fly fishing rod was a gift that Ben gave his father way back in 2008. His father passed away shortly after he got the rod and Ben inherited it. As you can imagine, Ben was distraught and tried unsuccessfully to recover the fishing rod. And that's where social media comes in. Ben's wife, Jessie, posted about the loss and that's when they were able to get in contact with Paul Brock. Paul ran a local dive shop in the area for a number of years, but shifted over to a dive travel company. He still remains an active diver in the area and told Ben that if he could get him within 100 feet of the rod, he would find it. And he did. Some things are priceless, and sometimes divers are about the only ones who can find these priceless things. Now that's a nice feel-good dive story. Well, that wraps up Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, January 3rd, 2022. time for another installment of Sea Hunt. It's still alive here on Scuba Shack Radio, and today I'll take you to Season 4, Episode 34, titled P.T. Boat. P.T. Boat premiered on August 26, 1961. This episode starts out with Mike cruising on his boat, the Argonaut, and he says, it's an ice cream cone of a day. You never want it to end. Just then, he encounters another boat going in circles. There's no skipper just a bathing beauty laying on the back of the boat. Mike pulls up and yells to her, Hey, what are you doing? She says, You'll have to ask my brother. He's underwater. In the next scene, we see a diver getting out of the water, saying, Why, why, why? You know how much of a chore it is getting in and out of the water. Well, this diver is Kendrick Calway, and the woman is his sister, Linda. Turns out Ken is conducting a top-secret experiment on controlling a boat from underwater. That's why there wasn't anybody steering the boat. Ken says he might need Mike's help. Mike isn't interested, 
and as he pulls away from the boat, Linda says, they say her brother is a genius. And Mike asks, what do they say about his sister? Linda replies, nothing. Well, it turns out that Mike does end up going to work for Ken. The next experiment is in Nassau, where Ken has a mansion. You see, the Calways have money. According to Mike, their millions have millions. The scene opens with Ken puffing on a water pipe while he sits on the couch, and Mike is reviewing his notes. Ken then pulls out the controlling device receiver from a locked cabinet and says that, besides Linda, Mike is the first person to see the device. Just then, Linda comes in with two friends, Buck Tiger and Dan Kennedy. They are divers, too, and say they've heard of Mike. Buck and Dan want to know how much the control device is worth. They ask if it's worth 9 or $10 million. Ken says, much, much more, but he will sell it to our government for $1. I have a feeling we'll be seeing more of Buck and Dan, and it won't be good. So now Ken and Mike are ready for another test, this time from the Argonaut. Mike takes the underwater controller down on the reef. He needs to find a spot for a well-charted, dangerous passage in the reef. He sets up the controller underwater, turns it on, beep, 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 and waits for the Argonaut. Ken sets the engine to minimum, and the boat is on time, on course, and the right speed. Success. The experiment has worked. The scene now shifts back to the Calway's mansion, where Ken is locking up the receiver. Mike is ready to continue to work, but Ken tells him he needs a few days to get a bigger boat to show that it will work for the Navy and the Coast Guard. Linda invites Mike for three days of fun in the sun, and Mike says, lead me to your son. I've been underwater too long. Mike and Linda do up Nassau, first in Mike's MG and then in a horse-drawn carriage by the straw market in the docks. We see the cruise ship Evangeline in the background. Then we see Mike and Linda diving, where she gives him an underwater kiss. Next, they are water skiing and finally snorkeling. Mike tells us he didn't want the three days to end. Back on the boat, Mike and Linda are deciding on whether to skip lunch when there is a call on the radio for WM2050, the Argonauts call sign. It's from Ken. Ken's in trouble. You see, while Linda and Mike were having fun, Ken bought a PT boat, installed the receiver, and took it out, only to crash it on the reef. While Mike rescues Ken from the wrecked PT boat and takes him to the Argonaut, Ken is beside himself. Mike asks him if he has any enemies. Ken says he's never had an enemy in his life, too busy working. He has never failed before and can't understand what went wrong. Mike needs to go down and see if the underwater controller is working. As he gets to the spot where he left it, it's gone. Somebody moved it so it would take the PT boat onto the reef. Mike tells us that the controller worked like a dream. The nightmare type. Back on the boat, they figure out that somebody moved the transmitter so the PT boat would crash and then they could go on board and steal the multi-million dollar device. Mike will be waiting for them, he says. We see Mike do a forward roll over the side of the Argonaut with his doubles. Back underwater, Mike spies the pair of divers heading for the wrecked PT boat. 
He wants to wait and catch them with their hands, good and red. The two divers board the PT boat and head down into the cabin. Mike follows them, creeping up with his doubles. But they hear him, and just as he enters the cabin, we see Buck and Dan. Buck pulls out his knife and grabs Mike. As Dan is trying to disconnect the receiver, Mike gets into a fight with Buck. He's in full gear, doubles and all. He knocks out Buck, but Dan is getting away. Dan jumps in with his fins and starts to swim away. Mike is now in hot pursuit. He's not sure where Dan is going, but he's keeping him company every foot of the way. Mike catches Dan and starts choking him and finally pulls his regulator out of his mouth. Mike grabs the receiver and brings it and Dan to the surface. Linda spots them with her binoculars and the day is saved. We end up back at the mansion. Ken is on the phone and saying, Splendid, splendid. Is tonight okay? Well, we'll see. Ken has arranged to get another boat and needs Mike's help, but Linda says no. Can't take delivery tonight. They have plans. Ken says, What are you talking about? As Linda and Mike start out the door, Mike says, I thought you said your brother was a genius. The part of Ken Calway was played by Kelton Garwood, and his eccentric accent reminded me a little bit of Thurston Howe III from Gilligan's Island. Linda was played by Elizabeth Hush. Another great episode from Season 4. After P.T. Boat, there were only four more shows before Mike would finally hang up his fins. Well, I never quite figured out how Mike got his boat down to Nassau. He never told us where his ice cream cone of a day was located. Maybe he cruised down from Florida. Guess we'll never know. Well, once again, I want to wish everyone a happy new year and thank you for listening. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more of season four of Scuba Shack Radio. Bye for now. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. <music>